You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Searching for Claire Huxtable is a podcast that is about dating black women from a black man's perspective with Maceo and Way. Listen in for topics like marriage, dating with kids, sex toys, and of course, side chicks. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast and don't miss listening. Tune in weekly to the Josh Adams podcast with comedian Josh Adams for all his takes on what happened this week featuring guests in comedy, music, entertainment, and more. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Josh Adams podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. You're listening to Unicorns Are Real on the Detroit is Different podcast network. the unicorns are real podcast this is aaron and this is miss dobbins and today we have a special unicorn and we're gonna let her introduce herself hello hello thank you asia and aaron for having me on today super excited to be here uh my name is sydney camp i am a visual artist um avid reader sociable introvert aspiring globetrotter and economic developer Oh, yeah. Sounds amazing. How was your week? How was your week, Sydney? (laughs) My week has been pretty good. Um, My uh, at work, things have been pretty busy. Um, I work at this place called Design Core Detroit, and we produce the month of design. Um, So for the entire month of September, uh, there's over 40 different events across the city that celebrate all things Detroit, small business, arts and culture, design, the last of which is tonight, Light Up Livernoy. Um, It's basically like an Eastern market after dark, but between six and seven mile on Livernoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Isn't Molly Watt playing there tonight? I don't know. I know there's a few bands that are supposed to be playing as part of that event. Yeah, there's several DJs, so that Mm -hmm. is a definite possibility. Um, but yeah, so, um, things are starting to wind down now that it's the end of September. So Mm -hmm. I, it's, uh, it's been intense. Um, but this week was like a good kind of a breath of like, okay, you know, on to the next thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. So, um, this part we like to hand out roses. So what we mean by hand out roses is kind of you'll be giving a shout out to someone or appreciating them while they're here because a lot of times we don't give people their roses while they're here with us. So who would you like to hand roses to? Oh, man. Um, Roses to, uh, can I give them to more than one person? Yeah, of course. course. You can hand out a whole bouquet, girl. (laughs) Two bouquets. Okay, I think I have three. Um, Yay! One, uh, Phil Simpson. Um, I love Phil. Yes, Phil is awesome. And um, we ran into each other yesterday and had a pretty fun conversation. So shout out to Phil. Um, We see you. You're awesome. And super excited for your show coming up. Uh, Second rose would go to um, Leah Hill. 
who is the founder of Kindred Festival. Yes, she emailed us. We can't. I'm so excited. Yeah. She might be on the podcast. Yes, she would be a great guest. Um, We actually met in person for the first time yesterday over coffee, and it was really cool to connect with um, just a fellow uh, black lady millennial doing stuff in the city. So shout out to Leah. Keep grinding. Um, And then the last one, I would probably say, um, I don't know, just all the artists and murals in the market this year, like... It's it's been dope to see the progress on all of the walls, um, and it always brings good energy to the city. And uh, yeah, so excited to see Detroit talent doing big things uh, together. It's amazing, awesome. awesome. Do you have a rose? Um, yes, I do have a rose. I'm gonna give a rose out to the. One and only Miss Valiska Bass, that is my mother. Nice. Because shout out to mom. Yes, my mom is mom one dukes. of Yeah. Aaron knows my mom. She's one of my biggest supporters. She comes to the art events even when it makes me uncomfortable when she comes to some of the art <laughs> events because they're not really mom appropriate. <laughs> like trap art? Yes. She came to trap art, you know, uh. women walking around just in paint. <laughs> only paint <laughs> you know and she it made me feel super uncomfortable but I was so happy she bought her friends too they all bought tickets shout out to my mom and her friends for they always support me in my artwork and they always try to come to the events that I'm at and even though it makes me feel a little a little shaky sometimes because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want them to feel uncomfortable but more so I'm just like why are y'all here <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah um, I love my mom she's the best mother in the world don't try and come at me about your mom being the best the best mom because <laughs> mine is hands down the best mother that you can ever have okay a mother of a mother mm-hmm. um I think I'm gonna give my rose to um one of my best friends Chelsea she's in Seattle well she lives in Seattle mm-hmm. now um, so giving a special rose to her because I think she's she along with my friend Marissa, who was on our first episode, have literally been there for me like since sixth grade. <laughs> since I walked up to them and introduced myself and became their friend. Because I was like, hi, my name is Aaron. What's yours? And that's literally how I did it, because they came in like sixth grade. <laughs> and I was seasoned at that school. So I'll give a shout out to her because she's always supporting me, always pushing me, um, always trying to make me move to Seattle, which is probably not going to happen. I love you. <laughs> but, you know, that, 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 that move, you know, I don't know about it. But shout out to her. And I'm giving a special roast to you, Chelsea. Um, if you guys want to follow her, she does like a lot of food photography and all her food places out in Seattle. Think or in that hipster town, as you say. Hey, Seattle yeah. was actually pretty. I, I I didn't hate it. I'm not actually, saying I actually fell in love with Seattle. I'm like, not saying a little it's bit. a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying like that's a quintessential town to go to if you're trying to see a bunch of hipster places. Yeah, that in Portland. I heard a lot about Portland. I didn't know Portland was like a big hipster. Place. It is. It Gosh. is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I was gonna say something with like San Diego. San Francisco seems like those places. 
Or Silicon Valley might have like a lot of <laughs> like anything, any place that has like a lot of tech or like Portland will be more art focused and then Seattle is more of a tech town or like mm-hmm. like Silicon. I um I haven't <laughs> made it to either yet, but they're both on my list. Yeah. Um one because I love West Coast oysters and two oh, yeah. Nirvana. Like grunge. Uh-huh. I'd love Ooh. to just that and the nature. Like, I hear it's green all the time over there. Um, and I would love to just go and just chill in the woods yes. for a minute. You missed it. I well, was singing Nirvana on the, <laughs> on the last podcast that we had. Why do I have to miss it? Why can't we do that? <laughs> yeah, you can sing again. Oh, no. I Come don't think on. the listeners want to uh, hear that pain again. You know, I can't stick a note at all. Yeah, stick to the visual art. <laughs> <laughs> Thank wow. you, thank you, Joe. I didn't know this was thank the Crushing Jada. Dreams podcast. <laughs> oh. I, you know, a unicorn no, can knows. do whatever she knows. The, whatever the unicorn wants to do. She knows I have a great deal of respect for her talents. <laughs> All of them, even those that aren't as well developed. But, yeah, that's real. You know, I mean, <laughs> and I respect them. Put some respect on my name, Joe. Yes, put some Ms. respect Dobbins. on my name, Joe. How was that? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it seemed a bit hostile, and I was just gonna be like, "I don't know what to do." Okay. Right. <laughs> I this got is it. Our dynamic. You know, I got it. Yeah. No, usually we cool. Usually you go on head to head with Aaron. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's true. I mean, true. This is we kind have of a like reversal of fortunes. <laughs> yeah, like it's like what happened, Joe? We I don't was know. Cool. Maybe it's the tea. Mm-hmm. It, I gave him the tea today. It did I poured it. To me. Yeah, she did give me the tea, actually. <laughs> but I did not ask you. Did you, you want did, tea? You did ask. All she did was give it to you, but I oh. asked. Okay, wait. I don't know how this turned where you were trying to shift the energy my way, but I thought we was here. No. I was, mm-hmm. Hey, that was stuck in my head for literally a week, and I was like, I have to think. What's wrong Please with you guys? Okay. You know, Sorry, we digress. I, I had um, last digression. The other day, I had... Um, the dip set anthem stuck in my head. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. Let's Sometimes go. Sometimes it is like that. You know? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you want to um, sing it for us? Come on. Come on. Uh, okay. You know, so um, I'm going to have to decline. I'm sorry I pressured you to sing, Asia. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now that she's in the How hot soon seat. How the roles change. Yeah. How dip soon? Set, dip set. <laughs> no, but you know what you had stuck in my head? She gonna make a post and she gonna say, um, it was when you was at my house, Aaron, uh-huh. and uh, she was like, um, I got thirty two flavors. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> this bootylicious bubble gum, <laughs> and that's all she had on the post. Thirty two flavors of this bootylicious bubble gum, and she had it like in the small text, and I was like, I see, I see this. Are you talking about my post? Yes. Your I mean, post. So actually, it said thirty two flavors of this bootylicious bubble wrap. It said bubble wrap. Yes. I didn't see the bubble wrap. I just when you when said I bubble gum? She, she had me. She like yeah. when she said it. I was like, you know, I can rap that whole song, right? She and did. then change the voice with each person. That's a talent. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna do it right she, now. She needs to be a voice but actress. I, mean, I can I can bring my mic here. I can talk from here and then do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh. Here we go. It okay. sounds like a challenge. Okay, come, do it. No, <laughs> come on, give us a little flavor. Challenge. Wait, wait. at least I gotta one get of thirty two. <laughs> First verse. First verse or like skip to diamond? No, I'm going to skip, skip to diamond yeah, verse. Because <laughs> you know y'all said 32. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, now it's pressure. Oh, my like, God. Like, if you don't. 
<laughs> like you, the you silence be, and you, then nothing. Yeah, you be in it and you be like, dang. But then people are looking at me. That's, they, let's they not look at me her. To deliver this thirty-two. Right, turn your back. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap from here. Now I got thirty-two flavors of that bootylicious bubble gum, raspberry, grape, cherry. Come and get this honey bun, yummy, yum, baby. Not your ordinary <laughs> lady dollar drive a nigga crazy. Willie Walker wanna pay me. Hey. On a daily, y'all the hizzle, ride my hizzle, shake my skittles, wanna pop and ride the sizzle, man, this shit right here's for sizzle. Smoking on the hottest drizzle, wanna taste it just a little, rock my hips and make it wiggle. He was sipping in this bitch. She wasn't kidding. Uh, that's that's a rose. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna kidding. do the rest because I get a little winded because I'm not trained to <laughs> rap yeah. the whole song. Right on command though. <laughs> on command, you gotta you gotta prep yourself. Like yeah. that was a we that was, was getting a busy time last night. Was, what middle school when that song came? She straight out? was like, do it. Yeah. Middle school, do it. Oh my wow. goodness, do it for the podcast. All the music that we used to listen to it in was, middle school. It was trifling. That was low key, at kind of a golden age though. It was. <laughs> and looking back, it was like, Wait. wow, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but she we lived through this shit. Hips. My golden age was a little Real different. But yeah. I'm old, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> she grabs the towel and wipes the bow. No, the worst oh. is... Um, what's that What's that song when they talk... They kind of like... People always uh, like sampling, sampling some of the song when... Uh, I really can't. It's really irritating me. Just uh, say the song. If you've seen the song, we could probably help. What is... <sighs> Give me a lyric. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, like, oh what is it? Uh, that corn, the cob, or something like that. <laughs> they no. just, they, that don't sound... What is or that? something like that. Yeah, like... <laughs> something like that. What is it called? Uh, a swab on my knob. Like the the, the cob. cob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that... Check in with me. That and song was strife. You talking about like the, the ghetto name. tech? You talking about like, like the ghetto tech like shit? 20 for the watch. Prezi playing Jane. Hey. Yeah, like we should. That sounded like, <laughs> sound like ghetto tech to me. Like we definitely shouldn't have been listening to that, but that wasn't the most. That, yeah, like you're the dumbest. About, like, the flow. Yeah, yeah, the dumbest song that came out was um, um, I'm in my car. <laughs> Walking down the street and I see a pretty girl. She wants me. I want her. I'm going to take her to my world. I'm in my car. That song I've, is... I've, I'm sorry. It's I've so never dumb. heard it. And I was, trying so to be, I was trying to be with you. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I want to jump in. I want to jump in. Just yeah, I, tag me in, coach. It's, so, it's okay. Um, but... So the music video is <laughs> looked like... The music video looked like it was recorded on Nicola. Um, I said on Nicola. <laughs> on an Ikea flip phone. That's how trash it was. <laughs> Was it trash or ahead of its time? Like no, very it, artistic. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't ahead of its time and artistic. Why right, And right. then the dancers, they were supposed to look like they were driving in their car, like you know, like with both hands. You driving know? down, driving in their car, walking down the street, though. D- yeah, yeah, that's the crazy part. <laughs> that's the crazy part. So then, I, invisible w- cars sound like ahead of their time to me, but no. I don't know. It could just be their so, imaginations. <laughs> So you know how in sitcoms when they had they obviously have like the little little fake background of the car, yeah. and, right. or it look like it's just like a cardboard cardboard like piece of car in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's how the video looked the entirety of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they had no special effects budget. They obviously didn't. I think you know or Ray 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 and Pookie did that <laughs> on the side. Hey Pookie, we gonna we gonna do this ghetto green screen real quick. <laughs> Grab just, that flashlight. They put a green sheet up. <laughs> Grab that flashlight real quick. But yep. yeah, we definitely had some some trash music back in our days, middle school. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we ready for the next segment, Aaron? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course. We're moving on to the self-titled Unicorns Are Real segment. And you're our unicorn today, Sydney. So can you tell us more about what you do? Like, what is your what is your unicorn? Like, what is your craft? Or what is the thing that you specialize in? Sure. So um, I, where do I start? Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I guess, two points that I want to touch on. Um, so to start, I am definitely um, a unicorn with a really defined left brain and really defined right brain. So I have sort of two crafts that Mm -hmm. feed both of those sides of me. Um, So for my analytical side uh, is what I do during the day in economic development, Um, which basically that um, is a field where um, business is used as a tool to promote economic growth in an area um, along with higher quality of life to Mm -hmm. make a place a great, uh, great area to live, work, and play. Um, and so in my, my current role, um, I connect local designers to opportunities in the design economy and then support small businesses who are seeking design services. Um, so that, um, and another thing about me is that balance is really important. So having that sort of analytical, um, grounding is important to me and gives me the freedom and, um, just the space to branch off into my creative side when I want to or when the inspiration strikes. So in my art, um, I'm a visual artist. I'm self-taught. Uh, I studied political science in undergrad at MSU. Go green. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm taking some time now to really focus in on developing um, art as a career for myself, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty exciting. So as a kid, I've, you know, I've always drawn. Drawing has been a big part of my life ever since I could hold a crayon. And so I would, um, I create comics. I would write short stories. I experimented with stop motion film for a minute, sculpture. Um, I also play cello and guitar. So you I have are, a, this amazing. Is amazing. Thank you. You are like one of the most creative individuals I know. <laughs> Hands down. Creative, intelligent, right? all these things. Oh my gosh. And very well spoken. Yes. yes. Y'all. You sound y'all amazing on this mic. We oh. yeah, we are definitely gassing you up all the way. <laughs> Take it, have it. Gas me. It's like Put in your pocket. We, we sound like we sound like like when you bring your kids over to somebody's house and yeah. you're like so surprised that they act like they got some sense. Like, hey, I mean, they're just so wait a minute. They're just so well spoken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what y'all expect? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like you thought I was gonna come over here and put my feet all on your couch. I mean, I was going to, like, but fuck yeah. your couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wait. In my head, I just see. <laughs> I just see. I literally see that it's your Fuck your couch, you gotta, nigga. You, you, Fuck you, your couch. Yeah. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. But you are amazing. Segment. You're self-taught. Like, yeah. if, if y'all haven't seen later when she when she shares her handle, y'all, y'all need to go on her Instagram. Every time she posts a painting or a drawing or the mixed media thing that you do, I am amazed. Thank you. Them, <laughs> the sunflowers that you posted this week were are just drop dead gorgeous. I would buy those. Oh, I appreciate that. And I, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, I being self-taught and really elevating that story is something that's really important to me. Um, I think, at least personally, I went through a period where I was really hard on myself for not mm-hmm. having a really robust background of artistic study. I've been um, classically cha- trained in cello, um, and I taught myself guitar and also took lessons, but um, I've had a lot more training in music. And so with art, I was a little bit intimidated when I first started to um, just explore the local art scene. Like, oh, shit, you know, I didn't, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, you know, how do I, where do I want to go? How do I get there? Like, what, you know, what are these materials? How do I use them? Um, And so just through a process of experimentation and really leaning into that discomfort has allowed me to start to find my artistic voice and my style. Um, And that's really exciting to me. And I hope that um, it inspires everybody else to do the same. You know, like we can all be Renaissance people if we just lean into who we are um, um, to, you know, the podcast um, that you guys were recording earlier Mm -hmm. um, with Lost Boy. You guys made some great points there, you know, just in terms of – you know, be knowing, taking the time to understand who you are, what works for you, becoming okay with that, and then, you know, the world is yours, right? This is true. Um, with that, how do you take time for yourself to keep that positive energy up? Like, like what is the way that... Um, you stay fly. You stay fly. <laughs> how is your mental stability um, managed? Like, how do you keep up with your mental health? Yes. Yeah, that is a great question and something really important, um, especially as creatives. It's so easy sometimes to just get lost in a project and then you look up and eight hours have passed and you haven't eaten or like yeah. <laughs> like brushed your teeth or anything and you're yeah. like, yo, maybe I should take a break. But yeah. um <laughs> two days go by, you're still yeah. not painting, like I gotta get this done. Yes. Like it's fire. I can't I walk. really gotta if go I to I the wa- bathroom right. though, but one more brush stroke. One yeah. more brush stroke. <laughs> but that's that's really how it is because like you don't wanna step away too long and you lose those creative juices that you mm-hmm. have flowing. Like you don't wanna put a halt to any of that yeah yeah and then you're like okay i should stop huffing these oil paint fumes Mm -hmm. sit sit on my couch for a minute Um, sit by the open window maybe yeah yeah so that taking those moments for self-care is critical um i mentioned earlier balance is something that's really important to me Mm -hmm. so um you know i just do what i can to stay balanced to feel like um you know all aspects of my life are you know, it's nothing is perfect ever, but mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, this piece looks like how I want it to look like or I'm working towards getting it there is really important for me. Um, so, yeah, I uh, there are a couple different things that I do to maintain that balance. Um, I practice meditation. And over the summer, I've actually been spending a lot of time just um, really just like opening my heart, my mind um, and my spirit to, um, you know, just, um, taking life as it comes and just really being okay with that. Um, so meditation has been a great tool in allowing me to sort of just train my brain, uh, train myself to recognize when like I may be 
moving off center a little bit and then bringing myself back to a Zen place and then, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, get the bag, let's go again. Um, so meditation, uh, walks are really important to me. Like if I'm having, (laughs) you don't walk at night in unsafe places, do you? (laughs) Uh, not, not really, but night walks are nice. I mean, yeah, night walks are nice, but you know. He's trying to throw shots at (laughs) It's been a couple of threads. Yeah, if if you've listened to any previous episodes, you know that. She likes to live like that. Asia likes to, like, cruise at night, like 2 a.m. ish. Yeah. snap. By the the snatcher vans. No, they're not snatcher. They're perv mobiles. Perv mobiles. Do you know what a perv mobile is, Sydney? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Windowless, I've seen them. Win, windowless, <laughs> the windowless white vans. Yeah, the windowless yeah. white vans. And then the real good ones are the red ones. I've seen the red. <laughs> That's when you're feeling saucy. Yeah. Get the red. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to keep you away from those vans. But night walks are good. Yeah. Like, we, we like night walks. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing for me. Um, just the act of creating. Uh, so, like, lately I've been taking a lot of time to write. Um, whether that be journaling or if um, a concept pops into my head or, you know, somebody says a phrase or a word that really sticks with me, I'll mm-hmm. make a note in my phone um, and just think on that. And um, lately on my Instagram, I've been just trying to share a little bit of that internal process with the world. So I've been um, posting a lot about um, just like these daily lessons that um that I've learned or just little reminders of things that help to keep me going um and yeah meditating on those mm-hmm. is super helpful um and that it also influences the way that I create my art so you know I may um may have a particular thought one day or really be just meditating on this one lesson and um then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to express this visually. So let's get the canvas together um, and sit down and do that. So, yeah, that's making art. I think um, for me, fundamentally, if making art is not fun, then I need to stop and think about why it's not fun. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, like as creatives too, we can also be really hard on ourselves. Like, oh, this isn't perfect or this yep, and then you would be, be constantly trying mm-hmm. to make revisions to stuff yeah and so one of the things I'm learning being self-taught um is uh, you know one of the the positives for me is that I don't have that background of like oh this is how you're supposed to do it like I'm literally making art and doing this because it feels good and I feel the rawest part yeah (laughs) what you're doing because you're not like molded to Mm -hmm. how a certain way of creating which I Mm -hmm. think is actually really amazing (laughs) thanks it's uh yeah just like I I challenge everybody everybody who's listening you know take a step back look at what you're doing um think about it if it doesn't feel good you know if it if it's not serving your soul um, maybe you need to change how you do it. Maybe you need to take a break or do something else, which is okay. But the main thing being, you know, like art is fun. Mm-hmm. We don't like the pressure. Life already has so many pressures that mm-hmm. we have to navigate. And it's like, this is a thing that, um, that 
we should do that just flows. Yeah, like I love how you touched on um, if when you're creating and it's too much pressure, then you should step back. Like lately I've been doing some like commission pieces and commission pieces, they're fun if like the person and I have like a, I don't want to say connection, but we have like similar wants for an overall piece or I don't feel like they're, they want me to make something that is out of my realm of artistry. Mm-hmm. Like I've been asked to make some things where I don't feel comfortable making that so I can direct them to someone else because mm-hmm. like I don't do that. Like a lot of times somebody somebody's asked me to make something more modern. It was basically, oh, it was CH. CH had asked me one time to make something modern. Like before the Erica Badu painting that I did recently, um, he he told me he wanted something that was like Basquiat inspired or just it was just totally out of like, out of my comfort zone for mm-hmm. art. So like um, pop art. Yeah, like I'm not I'm I'm not a pop art a pop artist. Like I like mixing mediums um all the time and I like I don't want to say like realistic things, but I do like some form of realism and then mixed with like wild colors. So when he asked me that, I was so I was so un, I was so like thrown off. I'm like, how am I gonna make this work? Mm-hmm. Because that that is not who I am at all. And when the painting came out, it wasn't Bascal inspired at all. Um, if anyone's ever seen it, it's the latest Erica Badu painting I did. It's about midway on my Instagram. Anyways, it looks nothing like that. But I was really pleased with it. And when I did something that I wanted to do. He was also really pleased with it as well. And mm-hmm. he ended up liking it more than what he thought he was going to like. Because mm-hmm. he said that, he, I don't want to say he had low expectations for me, but he definitely didn't think it was going to look like that. And I re- after that moment, I realized I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody just try to have me do something or make a painting inspired after somebody that I don't have a connection with. Mm-hmm. So whenever I... Whenever someone asks me to do something for them, I ask them a series of questions that can relate to my my like my liking and whatnot, so that I don't feel like I'm just making something for somebody and I don't like it. Yeah, that's dope. It's not fun if you're yeah. making something that you don't like mm-hmm. at all, because you feel like, oh, I gotta try and do this in a way that they like it. I don't even know how how if if it looks good or not because I don't even like Mm -hmm. it and you can feel that in the art and it's like you know you're trying to make something work for somebody who wants this particular thing but if that's not you it's like that you know it's hard to make disconnect and people can see the disconnect Mm -hmm. and nowadays it's I don't want to say everybody but it's some people out here that they won't admit that I can't do this. They're going to try and do it because they don't want to mm-hmm. pass on, pass it on to somebody else and they're not humble enough to be like, I can't do this, mm-hmm. but I know somebody else that can. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody... They just want the money. Or yeah, like they to, just, they want profit. the money in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Like if I can't do it, if I can't meet the needs that you, that you, that you have, yeah. then I'm going to pass you on to another artist. That, mm-hmm. that used to happen to me because I'd be like, um, you know, my strong suits are more on the computer 
And I can draw, but it's not going to come out how you how you are envisioning it in your head, how you're describing it to me. I can tell you a lot of people who can draw right. a ton mm-hmm. <laughs> better than I can. Yes, you've like, seen my drawings, and they're all right. But I don't think you'll be fully satisfied with what I can create for you. <laughs> and that takes a lot to know yourself well enough and be like, you know, hey— I appreciate your vision. I don't think I'm the best fit. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I don't think people do that enough. And to your point, Asia, it is more like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll take it on. But really, you know, you're you're losing and your client is losing mm-hmm. if you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. I remember I was um at this thing at Playground Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um this the beginning of the summer, before I started hitting the the art scene really hard, I went to my first event, and it was this dude that was saying that he was like, "Yeah, I like to try different things because it was all about multimediums." And I think Shifi McFly, he was one of the speakers for that, and then the dude was like, "Yeah, I took on this this uh, deal. They asked me to like code this this um, code a website or an app for them." He was like, "And I had no idea how to do it." <laughs> But I just wanted to do it to say that I could do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> if y'all can see my face right now, I'm like giving that dude this face. It's a face of disgust. It's, yes. It's the She's biggest thing. She's giving a lot face. of side eye. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> eye rolling, you know. But I just can't, I don't like it when there's like artists that won't give hype to other artists because. Like that's what you basically are doing when you're passing the book on to somebody else. Like if you, if I can't do it, I'm a I'm I'm glad I'll gladly give somebody some hype and be like okay go to this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. a, I'm a good person for recommending other people to them. Like I love it. I I love just like showing people love. That's one of the reasons why I really mm-hmm. wanted to do this podcast because we get to have talks with other artists. Yeah, we get to meet all these great people and yeah. we just we want other people to see this and yeah. like check out their work and plug Detroit artists. That's yeah. that's what it's all about because there's a lot of art out here that people don't see. There's a lot of good things that are going on in Detroit that people don't see. It's getting a lot better because like I I'm so happy with like uh curators, especially like Reyes for like getting on the news. And talking about the stuff that they're doing at the apparatus room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney, have you ever gone? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's just like great vibes, great yeah, music, absolutely, great paintings. Like it's just great. Yeah, and I um, so really, like I mentioned earlier, I'm um very recently I've started taking art more seriously, mm-hmm. and this year has been really my first foray into the Detroit art world. So mm-hmm. like, you know, when um I experienced my first um foundation after dark, it was like, yo, you know, this is dope. And just to see um how many different artists in the city, you know, ranging from photography to painting to music you know, and more, um, are able to access this platform. Like that's what we should be doing for each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody may need to create an event series necessarily, but if you have it in your heart to, you know, look around and say, hey, like, actually, we are doing some really dope shit in the city. 
And I have this opportunity that I think you'd be a good fit for and plugging people in that way. Um, that's how we build each other up. And with the city's uh, current resurgence, we've got a local spotlight. We have a national spotlight. We have an international spotlight. Mm-hmm. So all of these eyes are on Detroit and now is our time to shine and really like step up and show the world who we are, what we can do and why Detroit artists are so great. Yes. All the talent that lies in. <laughs> so, okay. Earlier when you were talking, Sydney, I don't know why outcast lyrics kept popping <laughs> in my head. So like <laughs> Well, that's like, actually an honor to me because I fuck yeah. with Outkast. Yes. So, you know, the, I met a gypsy and she hit me to some life game mm. to stimulate and activate the left and right brain mm. that kept playing in my head. Oh, when she was and I was like, that's so and crazy. Right yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I got to say it out loud because it's going to keep playing in my head. And I had to, like, take that moment. Yeah. Say it out loud now. Name the energy. Yes. We um, are big. Shout out to Outkast <laughs> and um, Rosa Parks, the, mm. yes. the song ah, that I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys aren't hip, but I assume that you guys are. Because, I mean, who doesn't like Outkast? If you don't, you can't listen to us. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You got to listen to it. (laughs) So that we can get you hip and you can listen to them. We're all about, you know, sharing great movies, great music. Andre 3000 was just my um, inspiration. Was that this week? Yes, that was was Monday. (laughs) It was Monday. Mm -hmm. And then mine was Erica Badu. And, of course, we had to feature Seven. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like... They just seem like a lovely, a lovely family. Just you know, <laughs> yeah. like cope. They co-parent. You know, it's just it's great. It's I still want to like be in New York when everybody else be running into Andre three thousand just on the street because he just be walking around. <laughs> yeah, because he's out there just because Erica lives in the area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to be around seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. That's like, just they're a beautiful family. Like talk about beautiful family beautiful mm-hmm. and they just they have great energy and i just love all the music i can listen to anything that erica badu made or anything that andre 3000 made mm-hmm. and just still just rock with it all who, of it who would you say is like one of the people or one of the things that inspire you the most when you're creating or doing anything <laughs> yeah great question um so I don't know about when I'm creating, like, I have two answers. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm creating, like, very specifically, I try to just channel, um, you know, whatever thoughts and messages I need to get out onto the canvas and really just kind of flow from a really raw emotional state and just almost like a stream of consciousness painting. Um, And so... Before that, um, yes, I am inspired by different things that, you know, will get me to that place where it's like, okay, it's time to express. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, my inspirations change um, a lot. There are definitely some constants. um, But, you know, lately, um, I mentioned earlier, like, the murals in the market – um, activity. It was so great to see so many uh, highly talented Detroit artists mm-hmm. working in this really prominent space and being supported and featured. So that's dope to me. Um, what else? Yeah, like my my roses uh, that I gave out earlier. So the conversations I had yesterday were really inspiring to me. 
Um, and I try to like take inspiration from different places and just try to recognize something, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how small that inspires me every day, whether it's somebody's like, you know, like, oh, I like your outfit or, um, you know, something bigger. But, uh, but yeah, like those little inspirations are important to me, um, along with larger, um, you know, art movements or figures. So some of those constants for me, um, include Basquiat. Um, I've been really into Picasso lately. I've been spending actually a lot of time at the, uh, Detroit Public Library, which you should all do. Mm-hmm. Um, flipping through picture books, there is a lot of fucking fire in that library. Like the third floor, you find me up there. <laughs> um, I've been really inspired by actually this book that I got um, about a month or two ago. It's called Africa Adorned, and it was published in the 80s. Gigantic picture book um, that basically details different um uh what different jewelry and art means um in these different cultures and societies mm-hmm. across the continent um so there's a lot of just beautiful imagery and um you know it speaks to me spiritually and as you know that's where we all come from mm-hmm. um it's it's a good feeling and almost kind of like an ancient feeling that sometimes I struggle to put into words, but connecting with, um, with different art on these levels is really inspiring to me. Um, the DIA, like the Africa art section and the modern art section, Mm -hmm. always, always fire. Um, MOCAD is another one that's really big for me. Um, the, uh, two plus two equals eight. Tyree Guyton's mm-hmm. uh, show that's up right now is really, really powerful. Um, and then just other art figures um, include, like, locally, um, Chiefy McFly, Tony Hooligan, um, Nick Notion, um, you know, uh, Picasso I mentioned earlier, Basquiat, uh, Lena Iris Victor. She's got some really, really dope stuff. Um yeah, there's a bunch of people. Like, it's just... That's great. That's inspiration great. everywhere. The picture book reminded me of this book that I got. If you like to read, I would suggest to go on thriftbooks.com. Mm. You find a lot of books on there for super cheap. And I got this um, a picture book, and it's got little blurbs about the tribe as well. as It's about the um, the history of the Maasai tribe. mm and it's and it's great because it's written by somebody that um is a Maasai warrior. Mm. Oh, so cool. and then like all the f- photographs are taken by him as well. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. So like you don't have this, you know, European spin mm-hmm. on like their life and whatnot. And it gives like the truth behind the decline of their population mm-hmm. and how they live now the different sectors within the Maasai tribe. But it had some of the most beautiful Im- imagery that I've seen in a long time as well because it captured, um, like, the faces of of them mm-hmm. really well so that you can try and experience their emotions at mm-hmm. that time. It captured the jewelry that they wear beautifully. 
and then like their whole lifestyle as a whole was just it was photographed so well that you wish that you were there right there with yeah. the photographer um witnessing all of that and it, i think the most important part of that to me was that it was it was made by somebody that had direct um, ties to the tribe. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't somebody just trying to capitalize off of them mm-hmm. and just like, you know, be creeps and just <laughs> stare from afar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can you can totally feel that energy um, in in the work, mm-hmm. you know, when you read a book or you see these pictures and it's like, okay, I can you can kind of pick up you know, the the particular lens that this story is being told through. And that's one of the things that's really inspired me about just learning more about African art is um, it, you know, so much of, um, of the art in these different societies was just like an everyday thing. So, you know, it, it wasn't always, and especially because a lot of um, these different tribes and cultures and peoples maybe nomadic, um, you know, they didn't necessarily have a wall to put a picture on. So they invested a lot of time and energy into making beautiful jewelry or mm-hmm. like even their like cups and bowls are like, mm-hmm. you know, very ornate. And so, you know, the idea of art being a part of your everyday life, like, you know, just going to casually drink this coffee from like a sculpted wood mug yeah you know that um that really speaks to me and also just the fact that you know you have um it just it speaks to that that spirit of human imagination and creation and it just shows you know we've been doing this for a long time and it's really inspiring to me to see what that looks like across the ages in these different spaces and in African art in particular um you have people who you know, the um, the tools that they had to make these pieces are, like, really simple but also really, really high tech in the sense that, you know, uh, Benin bronzes, right? Like, people weren't doing lost wax casting anywhere else. That came from Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, like, just um, seeing people tap into that urge to create and seeing what that looks like, especially given the different tools and practices of the time is really cool to me. And when I create, like, I, um, so it's funny you mentioned the sunflowers pieces earlier. And the, so I did two. One is, um, I think it's a 24 by 30, and the other is like a 12 by 16, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, The larger one is like a lot more detailed. And when I finished that, I was happy with it, but also I recognized that I think I spent a little bit too much time paying attention to those details. And so that's where the smaller piece was born, where I was like, you know, it's funny when, um, so my my art artistic process is sort of like, um, so I have a canvas, I will paint it with um, a flat color of acrylic mm-hmm. that contrasts to the palette of oils that I layer on top of it. So you can see that energy peeping through. Yeah. Um, and so I started with that, and then I um, I draw my figures or whatever it is in oil pastel, and then I fill it in with oil color. And so, um, like with that second, the smaller sunflower piece, I um, it's funny. I approached it. I was like, 
I don't want this to be perfect. I want this to look a little bit fucked up. I want this mm-hmm. to capture like the movement and the feeling of the sunflowers. So I just sat down and was just like, you know, boom, 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 just draw it. And then, you know, um, not don't worry about the perfection of the colors or, you know, just like diving in that way. Um, so, yeah, I think for me and tying this back to the African art conversation, it's like tapping into that natural urge to create and that natural inspiration um, and then just taking whatever tools you use and letting it flow through that. Great. Um, okay, last question. And the unicorns are real. Um, where do you see, like, your craft taking you in the next five years or ten? Or what, are you, what do you see the future for what you're doing now? That's a great question. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, so uh, I think my, my goals are twofold. Um, one, I basically I want to take this art thing as far as it can go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want to put in time, energy, love into it and see where it takes me. Um, with that being said, you know, my goal with art is always to create pieces that speak and feed, speak to and feed my soul along with others who, um, experience the work. Mm -hmm. And then sort of the, the second piece of that, um, which ties in a little bit more to my background in development, I want to elevate the conversation around arts and economic development and really just um, explore that intersection and, um, you know, see how that can create opportunities and help to create opportunities for local artists when um, we value art as like a public good. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that could look like murals or, you know, working with artists to um, help um, help build a community or even making it a priority to have like a piece of local art in every public building. And then you rotate that, you know, Mm -hmm. periodically. So. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say it's kind of like those that that um, I don't know if you know the lady that has that door program thing where they were painting on the doors and then they're going to rotate them throughout the community. Mm-mm. But that's dope. Yeah. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. Kari, Kari uh, hooked me up with her before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, uh, what is that? Market on the Ave or something like that over, I think it's by, it's on the West side. I forgot where it's at. But there was a thing that they did. I think Shifi McFly did a door as well, but they mm-hmm. were rotating doors. They gave out doors to the community, to the artist, and then now they're gonna, and they're in the process of putting them on, on like houses and mm. whatnot. I think they were gonna put them on some abandoned places to make the neighborhood look better as mm-hmm. well. That's awesome, and that's like that's exactly the space that I want to contribute to. You know, like um, having those, you know, kind of shifting the way that we think about art um, culturally within you know, different institutions, uh, socially and really placing a primacy on, yo, pay local artists, connect art to public life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everybody eats, everybody is enriched and you make the city a better place. That is amazing. I love that. 
Snaps, <laughs> snaps to Sydney. Oh, snaps to our unicorn. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Revol- I don't want my <laughs> snaps to sound terrible on the mic. <laughs> Starting this art program. Come on with it. Yeah, smart and artistic at the same time. Oh, Oot. I appreciate Ooh. y'all. Yeah, <laughs> we're, everybody, everybody, get aboard because we're gonna like. This art shit is about to take off. Yeah. Yep. And we, we slap stuff off yeah. your houses. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I plan on, you know, really diving deep into this, mm-hmm. into this art stuff. Oh, same. Yeah. Like, you know, Aaron and I, we've been putting forth a lot of work and I feel like it's starting to pay off. It we, is. We it have is. amazing artists like Sydney. We had Lost Boy. We've We've got... A lot of awesome artists coming up on the show as well. So please stay tuned. Please listen. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The final segment. Yay. I would do a drum roll, but I'm actually absolute trash at it. So, okay. you know, just pretend. <laughs> there okay. you go. Yes. Little Age mini did drum it. Roll. If I y'all did could it. hear if the mic caught that. <laughs> but if not, it was amazing. <laughs> yes. Shouts out to that drum roll. So so now it's my my personally my favorite segment. Her baby. Yes, my baby is called Color Your Life. <laughs> Looking at life through color theory. What? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about Sydney, but I love color. Love air horns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Aaron, oh yeah, Aaron's been testing out her air horn. I haven't perfected it yet. She I'm hasn't. not like, hey friend, hey. Loki, <laughs> what if there was an air cor- air horn that could make you see color? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Catch drop this that right there. Catch this real quick. I was watching, and now y'all, please <laughs> don't judge me on this. But you know, my mom likes this show, so I, I was watching like it with her. I'm, I want to judge you now. Okay, <laughs> on I was, purpose. I was watching the. It's not that bad. I was watching the Voice. Okay, my mom. You know, you know, you that's that's it's, not nothing to be it's, judged it's about. Not a, you know, it's, the Voice is actually really good. It is, but you know, you I know, sometimes a lot of, don't stay in, stay past the auditions anymore. Yeah, because I mean, that's I, just sometimes I, I do like, feel like now it's getting more whitewashed <laughs> and like you know, it's just. I don't see enough color on there. It's, I like having CeeLo Green like during the earlier seasons. But you know, he, him on there. They, you know why they kicked him off, right? Got to fuck that up. Yeah, he, oh. he messed it up himself. What happened? It was a scam. I was like, I don't know. It's I like was a, just like we're like CeeLo. When you when you say something like, if say? you're unconscious, you can't consent, and that in itself is permission. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's you, like some me too. Stick your foot in your mouth. Oh, like, it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Okay, CeeLo. It's like some, I'm, I was about to say it's like some it's some me, me too that R Kelly the, type uh, stuff. Yeah. That is the taper yeah. winding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. now, CeeLo, now CeeLo I know. has some very interesting views. Now yeah. I know. Yes. Yes. You know now. On consciousness but, and uh, consent. Um, no, no, CeeLo. I did no, no, like no. it. I did like it when. I did like when Alicia Keys was on there. Even though I mm-hmm. I don't feel like Alicia Keys has ever been the same since she got with Swiss Beats. She hasn't. Um, I think that just might Swiss be. ruined her. I think it might oh, just. I think God. it might just be karma, though. That's my personal feeling. It's though. like it's just karma. You think so? I think it's karma. Why? I think it's karma because, like, you know, the situation of how they got together. Not exactly. I mean, she was with him. She was the side piece. 
Oh. Of the marriage. I mean, but you can't always blame that on the woman. That no, mean. I'm not blaming it on her. I'm <laughs> oh, just, I was, I was just like, saying, I don't, I haven't personally gra- um, had a connection know. with her music yeah. since, since, since like, Diary. Since you know, he could have been feeding her like, piece. we separated. I know, I understand we co-parents that. and living in separate houses. <laughs> Feeding her all these things. Like, I mean, him and his wife wasn't so out in the Alicia, public. Alicia was the victim, really. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. saying it's a possibility. Well, we I mean, always the wife, make the, his ex-wife didn't like, make it seem like it was like it was that way either because she, she wrote her she wrote Alicia Keys a nice, well-thought letter expressing how disappointed she was because Alicia Keys was one of her idols. Oh, wow. Okay, but I'm Anyways, still hearing that yeah. it can be Swiss's fault. It can, it, or it, like, I he could have been that. feeding his wife something. I'm not trying to blame the woman. I know. I'm, I'm just, just saying to, it know, could be karma of like, the reason why she had... I don't like women <laughs> getting blamed in these situations. And I still <laughs> don't have a problem, and I still don't have a problem with women with body hair. Alicia Keys is one of my what was one of my favorite musicians. Um Until. so when she's <laughs> I'm giving Joe a side eye right now. Until, you know, the little thing, whatever. But um I do enjoy watching the voice when she's a judge on there. Mm-hmm. I don't watch past auditions because I don't feel like the I don't think America, you know, quote unquote America, makes white good America choices. Yeah. makes they good make choices. Terrible choices. Yes. Because you <laughs> know the sister America don't make good choices. <laughs> look at look at Trump. The sister Shit. the sister and the brothers, you know, from the churches with the most soul, they get kicked off it's too so, early in the mm. show. And I'm just not with it. Well the music but, industry ain't really looking for soul. Yes, mm. I understand that, but I just don't like it when when you know uh, overrated artist gets more clout than somebody that has so much love and appreciation for their craft and it shows but yet they still don't get the um the recognition for it mm-hmm. that that really irks my soul but yeah. that's kind of like i don't know in a way isn't that kind of like uh isn't that kind of like perception in a way like, I wouldn't say well, it's perception it's, because, it's kinda, like, you can tell when somebody puts in more time and effort I mean, into like, their craft. I mean, like the the uh, what okay, what really, constitutes what really constitutes success as, to that artist? You know what I'm saying? Because commercial success might not necessarily be the. Goal. I don't want them to get commercial success, but I but don't. You can I, still get the recognition and respect without necessarily having the commercial success. But I also want it to be recognized that yes, this person is great mm-hmm. and like. I don't think that these little voting shows get that recognition no, they don't. Mm. They don't. because you know, like white supremacy is an actual thing. We all know this. Yeah. So like, you know, being, you know, being like, fair oh, skin, not. being fair skin <laughs> yeah. is obviously going to get you get you more in the uh, in the farther in the competition. But anyways, my whole point of bringing up bringing up the voice yeah, was that to the point. was that when I was watching the voice, there was a young lady. She was about fifteen. She's uh, she sings um, the blues, and she does a very good job too. So beautiful. Um, and she has this uh, condition where her she sees emotions and things that she likes and color. Mm. So when she when she sings a certain song. She evoked the color. I mean, her feelings evoke a certain color. So when she said that she was singing the blues, she knew that she loved to sing the blues because of the certain colors that she would see from her condition. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just so, so powerful. Like, Mm -hmm. cheers to her. I mean, I feel like I would, I would love to see... (laughs) 
like I would love to see like how she how she sees the world. Like, mm-hmm. is there any way, like any type of um virtual reality <laughs> headset uh, that can makes me think of Black Mirror and having mm-hmm. that little mm-hmm. thing where yeah. she could literally feel everything well when they uh-huh. put the wife inside the man's head. <laughs> And she could see and feel everything that he was doing. But that just takes it all the way back <laughs> or to... the doctor. Okay, I'm sorry. That takes it all the way back to how important <laughs> color theory is and how important art is to the world. Like, yes. People need to get hip to this. Like, If you're not mm-hmm. an artist and you're listening and you're an art hoe, I love you and I thank you because the rest of the... Uh, we need The rest hoes. of the population... They need to get hip to know that art is important. Stop cutting it out of schools. Mm-hmm. It's very needed. You know, my art teacher, she broke it down real well for me. She told me, art, it it is every subject that you learn in school combined into one. Mm-hmm. Art is history. There's a science. There's literature. Mm-hmm. It's all core subjects. Yes, that's real. And and they don't recognize this. Cutting art out of out of classes, I mean out of schools, is just harming the children. They need to be well rounded individuals and learn about different cultures, learn about different types of history. Learn how to think critically. Yeah, mm-hmm. learn how to think critically, learn how to express yourself, learn how to work through your troubles. Mm-hmm. All this can be done with art. And here we are in the color your life segment. Yes. Bring so <laughs> bring it back. Right. In the Color Your Life segment, it's all about color theory, how I said before. So I have um, I have five pictures out here for Sydney to look at. Um, they all have a color, and she's going to pick which which picture and um, color. color gravitates her more. And then these pictures and colors also have a song that associates. It, it associates with that color and the the picture meaning. So do you want me to also so like give you a song? Yeah. That, okay. No, or no, not, no, no. not give no. us a song. We but have like a song. Give us, oh, okay. We'll ask you like. Okay. Um. Okay. So actually, I have like several thoughts. One, these are beautiful. Thank you. Um. Two, these kind of look like boobs to me. They are. Titties. <laughs> they are titties. Okay. Okay. Because that, that seems to be the first thing everybody notices. Yeah. Titties. Yeah. Titties. That, I was like, are those boobs? Are those mm-hmm. areola? Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay, so shouts out to Areola. But <laughs> um yeah, no, I love all of these. Um I really like the fist. Mm-hmm. Uh just like what it like the way that it's um like drawn and cut out and that's a really nice purple. Thank um, you. The fist, the waves are dope. Thank like you. I really like the shape of that and the flame has a lot of depth to me with the yellows and the oranges and then the red. Mm-hmm. It's like it has a lot of like motion. You Thank can almost you. see it crackling. Um, so I can't, do I have to pick just one? You can pick two. Okay. You can pick two. Um, because we love you and you, we've given us some knowledge. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you You dropped two. some jams. Yeah. Uh, he was be studio. In my head, then Amanda Seals. Jam dropping. Jam oh dropping. <laughs> we dropping on them. <laughs> you know what? Let's do fire and water. Okay. Ooh, opposites. Mm-hmm. Hey. Okay. So what is... Um, the color is specifically on the fire is red. What speaks to you with the color red? Um, I don't know. It was 
for me, it was more so like the composition of the full piece, mm-hmm. like all the colors working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably right now, like shifting seasons, it's fall. Um, mm-hmm. Like everything is about to get really visually rich in nature. Um, so that red, it's it's about to be like red, orange, yellow outside. Nice. And that speaks to me. Okay. So for the fire, the flame, um, red represents um, passion. So we picked um, Fire and Desire. Ooh. Such a great song. <laughs> yes. I love, if anybody knows me, y'all know, anybody on my Instagram, y'all know I love me some Tina Marie. Tina Marie is, she's amazing. That white woman had, had some soul. She <laughs> had pipes. She had some soul. The white woman <laughs> she has had, soul. Yes, she has soul. So, um, what keeps that fire and desire in you to create? Ooh, Burning bright. Good question. Um, for me, it's it's really about like just having a lot of external um, stimulation, whether that be travel. Um, to a new country. I'm trying to go to Morocco soon. Ooh, yes. So like, you know, we're talking about colors, like I'm so excited to experience that. Um, uh, I mentioned I've been spending a lot of time at the library, just taking in these this different imagery that speaks to me. And like, I may not know what to do with it right at that minute, but it's in my brain, it's in my heart. And you know, I might sit down and sketch and then the connection is made and it's like, oh shit, I know. Um, so that's, that inspires me. And just like, um, you know, having the opportunity to speak on the show today, really, and like hear all of the great conversation around art and what it's like to be a creative and how Detroit plays a role in all of our lives um, is inspiring to me. And uh, yeah, I just, I just try to, I try to do a lot of um, just like taking in life, really. And if um, if I spend too much time like Netflix binging, then I need to make <laughs> myself get mm-hmm. off the couch and like, okay, I need to go to an art show or I need to take a walk or, you know, like just experience different stuff and mm-hmm. shake up my routine. Um, and that that keeps me going. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, now to your next one. What do you feel when you see the color blue? Thanks, hmm. Um it, I think it depends on the day for me, but either calm or sad or thoughtful. Mm, some very different um ideas for the color blue. So, for this one specifically, um it is a bunch of waves as we said before. Um it's Thank you, Joe. He's got some positive things to say now. <laughs> Ouch. But um, this one, this blue is is conveying trust. Mm. Um, when I, A lot of times when I look into the ocean, I I feel like I can, I trust that. It's wet. Know, <laughs> yes, I trust that it's wet. <laughs> but um, I think sometimes we just got to put, put some trust in, like, what nature is telling us to do. Mm. Um put some trust in like me personally, I believe, I believe in God. So I'm putting trust in what God has ordained for me and what, 
what um, God has um, planned for me, you know. You know, <laughs> and like with all this, nature was all, I feel like for me, nature is all created by God. So like I'm putting all my trust in nature, which is therefore putting trust in God because mm-hmm. God created all of this for me. Um, So when I, when I saw this, I thought about, you know, a little, it's a little cool song. They got some nice little sounds, you know, uh, Joe over here, he talked about me last time for, mm-hmm. for uh, bringing up this band. Uh, It's the song is called Cake by the Ocean by, uh. That dude, uh, Joe, was it Joe? Joe Jonas. Yeah, Joe Jonas. It's a little band. His band is like DCNE or something like that. But mm-hmm. I like the way the song is. Um, I think it's like a cool jingle, as I said before. And then it's got like some really cool sounds in the background. But to me, I would have to have a lot of trust in somebody to, you know, sing a song about cake by the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like cake. I like the ocean. So, yeah. You know. So, you know, you got to have some trust in somebody that yeah. could be doing cake by the ocean, <laughs> right. though. Because they could drown you. Yes. They really can. They really could drown you. So, um, like we said before, when you're doing your art, and it's really good to know yourself and um, as you create because it helps you figure out what you want to do. So how do you trust your artistic abilities to create the intended piece? Mm, another great question. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, like, it is all about that trust. And so I had to go through this process of figuring out what materials work for me and um, what style works for me. And then once I found that, I I just had to force myself to lean in and trust that and not question it. So when I create, I try not to think a whole lot about it. Um, I like to influence my mood with different music um, that, you know, speaks to the work oh, I'm yeah, trying to we create. we vibe on music a lot. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Or even like doing an activity, you know, that day that will make me feel those emotions mm-hmm. to connect with the piece. Um but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's been a process of like just understanding, you know, what does my artistry look like and then um putting all of my energy into that and not just trying not to question it, trying not to um you know, come at things with a perfectionist lens. Um like my goal is to really capture what I'm trying to say with um you know, as few, like, revisions as possible. Yeah, so, like, I'll plan something out, um, and, uh, you know, I'll do, like, a little thumbnail sketch in my notebook, or maybe I'll paint, like, a practice study, and then I'll move on to the bigger piece. Um, So just putting in thought into, like, what am I trying to say? How do I want it to look? And then I have an idea of, like, okay, this is how it turned out, I would change this or this. And then with those ideas and emotions in mind, I take it to the canvas. Um, But I also, I wanted to um, add on to the, just the point about water. So for me, actually, it's been that, you know, just that whole idea of water and blue has been pretty significant lately. Um, I have been listening to uh, Mac Miller's Swimming a lot. And so when I... You're going to make us cry. (laughs) May he rest in peace. And his creative spirit is incredibly inspiring to me. And um, looking at those waves, you know, I can hear, I can feel um, the instrumentation on that album. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, just the whole concept of swimming. Sometimes you're floating. Sometimes you're struggling to stay afloat. Um, you know, but either way, you're getting to your destination. And it's a, it's a powerful thing. I had another question kind of bouncing off of that. Um, do you, I mean, because of the fact that you do so much planning as you're working through the process of working on a piece, what, as you're nearing completion, is it that helps you to determine when you're done and it's time to put the brush down? Hmm, do you a, have difficulty with that sometimes? That's a great question too. So ideally, like I can just block out like, you know, five, eight, ten hours and just straight up paint. I don't like to um, come back to a piece. Mm-hmm. I find it really difficult. Like if I put down the paintbrush, it's really hard for me to come back to the canvas and approach it with that same inspiration and emotion that I did before. Yeah. Right. And I start... I start to kind of like be like, oh, I, I need to fix this little Change piece here. Change things up. And right. it's changing the whole idea and the <laughs> whole experience of the painting. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a lot of paintings that I have not finished. <laughs> Girl, same. Y'all should see yeah. my studio. It's like, yeah. But um, yeah, for me. Um, what says I'm done? It's hard to describe, but I definitely, I get a very distinct feeling. So um, like with, I'll just use, um, my, uh, my sunflowers painting as an example, specifically the, um, 12 by 16 piece, the smaller one. So I started with, um, a, uh, flat background of crimson. I actually wanted to use cadmium red acrylic paint, but yes, but I ran out. So I was like, I still want to paint, but I don't have it. So fuck it. I'll use crimson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did crimson, and then once that dried, um, I I sketched out the um, the flowers with oil pastel. And when I say sketch, that's a very loose word because literally I just, like, drew the forms. But after I drew them and I looked at it and I was like, I captured what I wanted to capture. And that hit me, and I was like, okay, I'm done with this part. This is what I want it to be. Now it's time to add the colors. And so I started to paint over it with the oils and I got that same feeling again. And it's, it's hard to put into words, but it's like, it's like, I'll, I'll make a brush stroke or I'll do something. And then I'll take a step back and be like, damn, you did that. That's what, (laughs) that's what I meant to do. Like, I didn't know that's what I needed, but that's exactly what the fuck should be there. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, when I have those moments as I'm creating is like, that's when I know this is what needed to be done. This is how I wanted it to look like, even though, you know, sometimes that idea may be more clear than other times. Um, And then it's just following that, you know, like, oh, yeah, like the way this brushstroke kind of blended these two colors together, you know, it's fucked up and I like it. And that that's making the piece into what it should be. Um, so yeah, I just, I get these weird little like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like moments where um, I know this is what's, what's supposed to be. And um, you know, once I've laid the colors down and at some point I do, I do get another feeling where it's like, you know, okay. And typically I'll paint, you know, take a step back, paint, take a step back. And that helps me to also evaluate, like, are is there more to be added? Mm. Or is this, is this it? 
I, I, I can kind of get that because sometimes I have those like voice of God moments mm. when I'm in the middle of mm-hmm. creation and mm-hmm. you just hear this voice in your head that just says, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that, it's really like that. It's very important to listen to your, um, your, your mind mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. those, inner, those voice. inner voices to tell you to stop because you just continue painting, 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 painting. And, and you just, you'll make yourself go mad or anything that you're doing artistically, like, like editing a photograph, mm-hmm. you just keep putting more yeah. layers on and putting those, putting You're more like, and more oh, layers on. Too much here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like then you gotta, you, then I'm, you gotta go back and take it back. away. Yeah. Like, like I look at it as this, um, I don't want to look at simple art my whole life mm-hmm. or I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, too much jazz like makes art bad or anything like that. But um the simpler to me what works for me is like the 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 more simple it is, a simpler way for me to convey my message, the better outcome for me. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's how I go by it. So if I just keep building and building, like especially when I'm drawing, I keep putting too many layers on, first of all, the paper's gonna get messed up. Mm-hmm. Um my hands are gonna get raw. That happens all the time, you know. So now you got you got messed up you got messed up mediums, mm-hmm. and then you got m- messed up mechanics, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it just it's just a bad bad thing to do, like yeah. just to keep thinking you're thinking that you have to keep putting more and more onto it. Mm-hmm. Put that energy into another piece. Mm-hmm. Stop what you're doing, and then put all that 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 confusion that you have on in your in your head. Put it on another piece. Mm-hmm. Write it down, like. That's what I do. Yeah. Another uh, thing that I've actually been doing recently that helps a lot is um, if if I do have to, like, put a painting down and then return to it at a later time, I'll take a picture of it and I'll bring that into Photoshop or I'll just use the, the editing app on my phone mm-hmm. and just, like, kind of sketch in colors, sketch yeah. in forms just to, like see, you know, okay, this is where I'm thinking of taking it. What does this actually look like? So that also helps me to determine, like, you know, actually I don't need to add this much more. Or, yeah, I need to put some more work into this. Um, and then coming to that that finishing point. Mm. That's awesome. Okay. This is the end of the Unicorns Are Real podcast That's for right. today. End of the episode. Thank you, Sydney, a ton for being here. And talking to us and dropping jams. She's so it well was a spoken. pleasure and an yes. honor. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, in the Detroit is different studio. <laughs> That's where we hang out every yeah, every, every time. Every time it might we be at, this. Yes. It might be our round table, or we might be in the actual we might studio. Be, but we're not you know. podcast goons today. We're yep. actually in the studio. Yeah, yeah, we're not on the yeah, we not on the goonery uh, <laughs> stuff on today, but. but um, how can we uh, find you on Instagram or any other social, social media, Sydney? How sure. can people stalk you? Right. <laughs> yeah. You got well, a website too? I do. Yeah. Um, so my website or Instagram would be the best stalking places, but please don't stalk me. But um, <laughs> uh, no, so my Instagram stalk is... Stalk her art, not her. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that's a great distinction. Pass it along um, too. My uh, my Instagram is Repunxel. That's R E P U N X E L, and it's a great way to sort of keep up with my artistic process um, and different projects I've got going on. It's updated a lot more immediately than my website, mm-hmm. which is www.sydneycamp.com. 
That's www.cydneycamp.com. And that's more of um more of a portfolio where I um I've got some finished pieces. Um I've got some links to different articles or podcasts such as mm-hmm. the, the fantastic one I've been on today that I've yeah, I've been fortunate you. enough to participate unicorns, in. Unicorns, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's where you can find me online. That is amazing. Thank and you, you can of course hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher and Spotify. And Good job. <laughs> oh, that was the cleanest I've ever said. I know. <laughs> I'm going to just put that out there. <laughs> yes, we hey. might just have to cut this out of the episode and use it every time. Oh, yes, please. Because so I'll be perfect. like, you can find us. And on Instagram, we are the Unicorns Are Real podcast. And that's R as an A-R-E and not the letter R. Yes. As in the now defunct Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I had to remind, Damn. remind the people. taken. These kids don't, don't even know what it up. is anymore. I don't want to stay a Toys R Us. <laughs> Anywho, Dang, now you, you can grow find... Up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Crushing <laughs> dreams. Go. Anyways, you can find um, my podcast, I mean my podcast, my <laughs> Instagram at <laughs> A-S-I-A period S-H-A-R- A-E, that's Asia Sheree, um, and I don't have any other platforms with my art on it. And you know where my Instagram is? Um, Aaron Just Alice, E-R-I-N-J-U-S-A-L-E-X. And Boom. then, that is the end. We love you guys. Very much. Thank you. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.